Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So there's a topic that sort of ends up in therapy, and it might not be expected, but a lot of times I'm dealing with people who are creative types who have some kind of creative block or sometimes what's going on in a person's life and in a person's psychology is sort of preventing them from being creative. And in many cases, that means that creative people are unable to do their jobs or express themselves because they have something going on psychologically. So I actually have spent a lot of time talking to people about this because in my practice over the years, I've seen all kinds of different creative people. I've seen musicians and writers and fine artists and dancers and people in the movie industry and content creators and all kinds of different creative types. And I think that creativity is found in many places outside of the obvious places as well. I think a lot of people, I think most people, have some way of expressing themselves creatively. I think people who who do crafts, who can put things together and make them look nice, people who do interior design, they're all kinds of different creative types. And when we're talking about creativity. We're really kind of talking about using a person's own instincts to create something, and usually it has some form of self-expression. All forms of creativity have some kind of personal self-expression. I think even therapy can be creative because a lot of times as a psychologist, when I'm working with somebody, and I think I know what kind of an intervention they need, I can sometimes hit a wall and realize that the person is not responding to my particular intervention at that particular moment, and I have to get creative about either presenting information in a different kind of way or going in a totally different direction with them in order to reach them. And so even that, I feel, is creative on some level, although not in the traditional sense. So I can remember back in high school, I had an art class. And what the teacher did was she had a black and white photograph. And we all had a copy of this black and white photograph in the class And she had us place it on the desks in front of us upside down. And we were to draw the picture upside down. And we all did so, and we all did a great job. Even those of us who were not going to become artists did a really good job at this project. And the reason that it worked so well is because we got to see the picture for what it was instead of what we thought it was. And instead of drawing a circle for an eye, we saw something upside down and tried to recreate it. And our teacher told us that the reason 
that artists are so good at what they do is it's because of how they see things. They see things from a different perspective. And being an artist means seeing the world in a different way than everybody else does. Seeing something in the world around them that other people see differently or see in a different way. So one of the things that happens when people come to therapy who are creative types is that they often find themselves in a position where somebody has put pressure on them to produce and they are being forced to sort of create by a deadline. For example, a gallery owner who needs a certain number of paintings by a certain date. And the creative person or the artist in this scenario is forced to come up with ideas and produce something meaningful out of not having any meaningful experiences from which to create. And so this becomes a problem. And the reason it becomes a problem is because you can only create out of inspiration. You cannot create when you're not inspired. And so when people are being forced to create, there is no inner relaxation, there's no inspiration. And in order to create, you must be inspired. And so inspiration does not come because you're trying to force yourself to be inspired. We cannot force ourselves to be inspired. We are only inspired from running into, really, people, places, situations, being out in nature, being in the city, being in places that cause us to see the world differently, even for a moment, which creates the inspiration, which creates the art. And so what happens is, when a person does not go out into the world and does not notice the world around them, they are not able to find inspiration. So you cannot be alone and isolated and hope that you're going to somehow get inspired. That it doesn't happen by trying to force it or trying to hope that something comes to your mind and inspires you. You have to really get out there and participate in life because you cannot predict when inspiration is going to hit you. It only happens when you are out there and experiencing life. As you can see, this might be a problem for someone who is working through depression and they don't want to go out and they don't want to see people and they don't want to be in nature. They just want to be at home in bed under the covers. That doesn't work. 
or anxiety or someone who is maybe a creative type who is plagued by deadlines and they have to produce in order to accommodate whoever is paying them for their work. And, and when a creative person doesn't feel inspiration and they have this looming deadline, it causes anxiety. And when you're anxious, it's very difficult to see inspiration around you at all. And so you can see how this all has sort of a snowball effect. And so it's very interesting, too, because I have also seen artists who believe that they can only be creative, that they can only do their best work while under the influence of alcohol or drugs. So in the case of a person who has a problem with addiction, there's a reinforcing factor here that contributes to their need to keep the addiction. If I do not get high, I won't be able to paint anything creative. Or if I don't get drunk, I cannot have the right level of emotion to write a song. And I think that this becomes more of an excuse than anything else because it is not the drugs or alcohol that create the art. It is the person who sees the world from a different point of view in a moment in order to create the art. Now, one could argue that drugs and alcohol cause you to see the world in a different way, so that is true. But aren't there other ways of changing your viewpoint in order to create a work of art in some way? And so this is a terrible problem for a lot of creative types who have ruined their lives through drugs and alcohol because there's a fear about what happens if I get sober. If I do get sober, my career might be over. And so there's a lot of pressure there that isn't very inspirational. And so that becomes a problem as well. Now, back when I was growing up in the 80s, there was a lot of talk amongst musicians about the idea of selling out. So the idea was that you get famous because you are creating something and seeing the world in a different way. And that if the audience likes that, or if a particular audience likes that, and you start creating music that is all the same or is the type of music that a certain audience likes, maybe a paying audience likes, then you have lost all of your creativity. Now, even worse than that, back then was the idea that if advertisers wanted to use a musician's music in their ad campaigns, that that was the ultimate selling out for a musician. And what's funny about that is that 
Neil Young, at the time, created a song called This Notes for You. And it was meant to be a diss to all the artists, all the musicians who had allowed advertisers to use their music. And at the time, Budweiser had an ad campaign called This Bud's For You. And so Neil Young was ripping on that ad campaign. And he also created a video to go along with the song. He basically tore down all the other musicians who had allowed advertisers to use their music in their ad campaigns. And what ended up happening was that in his video, the song mentions and calls out specific companies. And because of that, and because these companies had contracts with MTV, music television, MTV was not willing to play Neil Young's video because they didn't want to upset their advertisers. Now, what ended up happening was Neil Young called them out and said, hey, you know, you, you're basically too chicken to play this perfectly good video that's telling the truth about artists selling out to advertisers. And MTV admitted, I think on some level, that back in 1988, they were banning the video. And what ultimately ended up happening was that MTV put together a 30-minute documentary discussing the controversy of his song, and they ended up having a in the documentary, the video. And they that was their way of handling it. And as a result of that, and in 1989, what ended up happening was this notes for you, the video, won video of the year. And then there was an award ceremony. And Neil Young had to show up at an MTV award ceremony and accept the award. And then he ended up having to explain to his fans why he would, quote, sell out and show up at MTV. And he basically said, well, if this is the way for me to get more videos played on MTV and spread the word about my music, then this is what I have to do. And so I think on some level, Neil Young had to make a concession here. And so it calls to question, what is selling out for creative types? What is the definition of selling out? You know, it's a question of, do you sell out as a creative in order to make a living and in order to do the thing that you love for a living? Is that selling out? Is it selling out if you are creating something for the purposes of getting paid for it and that you are not really allowed to deviate too much from that um, because somebody is paying your bills. Is that selling out? Or having to keep a day job in which you are not being a creative and doing so so that your art gets 
preserved, that your art is completely from your own inspiration and for your own fans who like you for what you do and how you do it, but you don't actually make much money off of it, so you have to keep a job doing something else that is not creative in order to pay the bills. It's a funny question. What is selling out? And I think that when we're talking about all of this stuff, when we're talking about being creative and having creative expression, I think that that's true for just about everybody in every walk of life, that people have to express themselves in their own unique way that they see the world. And a creative expression is an expression of who you are and how you see the world. And any of us who have to make money in order to live must, at on some level, give up some creativity or do some aspect of our jobs that is not at all creative. For me, it's sitting on the phone with insurance companies. I do not feel like I am changing anybody's life or creatively working with somebody to reach somebody when I am on the phone for an hour waiting for an insurance company to answer me about money. That sort of kills my creativity and makes me feel kind of icky and inside. And so personally, my goal is to not ever have to deal with that. And as you move along in your creative journey, you have a means of making money that allows you to live without having to sell out or produce something terribly uncreative in order to survive when you can actually be yourself and express yourself creatively as much as possible in every day, then you've really won in a lot of ways. And I think that inherently inside all of us is this need to see the world and express ourselves as we see the world. That we all have this need for creative expression in one way or another, whatever that means to you personally. Even the little things as a psychologist, me being able to paint the walls whatever color I want to or put up whatever artwork I want to is me showing people who I really am and that that is a creative expression and it is an expression about the way I see the world. And ultimately, as a psychologist, I am selling me and who I am and my creative expression and viewpoint on the world. And some people love that and some people hate that. And I remember when I was first starting private practice many years ago, I was looking at renting office space from somebody else 
part-time because in the beginning, you know, you don't have any clients and you're just trying to take whomever wants to walk through your door. And I remember looking at somebody else's office who was willing to rent it out for a couple of days a week. And this office was like 1981 preserved perfectly. And this was in the 2000s. And I could not, for the life of me, wrap my brain around how I was going to sell this office as being me or my office to potential clients. I just didn't see how that was possible because it was so clearly the older woman whose office it was. And that has been an interesting experience in and of itself. Because ultimately, it is impossible to sort of hide our own creativity from the world as long as we feel inspired on the inside. And it is that internal anchor, that part of us that is our authentic self, that part of us that has a balance of logic and emotions and is our instincts and feels right. All those moments in your life where you feel like you're making the right decisions and you are thinking clearly and the right way and the right way that is right for you and you are expressing yourself wholeheartedly and you are not holding back and you are showing everyone around you how you see the world. That is the creativity inside you, the truth inside you that is your guide, that anchor inside of you, that part of you that is that authentic self is the part that not only creates art and expresses who you are, but it is the part that also will guide you for the rest of your life in terms of making the right decisions. When you feel inspired and you feel that things are right and you feel calm on the inside and relaxed about where you're headed and what you're doing and being basically your best version of you, that is your guide to make the right decisions and to provide happiness for you for the rest of your life. And so I would encourage you to really get inside of that artistic, that creative part of yourself who needs to express itself because you just can't go wrong when you listen to that instinct. Be well and thank you for listening.